Hello everyone and welcome to day 11 of our 12 days of Christmas. Um, today Ooh. we're just bringing you a little um, 2020 quiz. We're doing part four of the BBC 2020 wrap up quiz. Um, if you are watching them in order, you may have noticed that we've skipped a little <laughs> section. That's uh, probably because we, Joey and I, anticipated we'd get through more questions than we did um but i don't we want to speak too much because by the yule log didn't we it kind of it got the better of us it did but no more on that because uh that's spoilers for tomorrow's episode Spo sorry spoiler so, no that was a little uh sneak peek but we've got a big one tomorrow um in which point you'll see us do part three of the quiz but today we'll be doing part four let's see how much we can remember 2020 not that we particularly want to what's part four <laughs> which month Part four is July to September. Oh, I lied to you. It is October to December, whatever. It would be nice to look back on this in retrospect now that 2020 is over. Although 2021 does not look like it's getting off to a great start either, does it? <laughs> Do you think we're going to go into a lockdown this evening? Well, Boris is uh, coming on at Having eight, a... isn't he, to tell us what, what's doing, what's going oh. to Got a meeting tonight, well, not a meeting, an announcement tonight at eight, and I'm trepidatious. Do you see my screen, Joey? That's a good word, trepidatious. I can see your screen, yes. That is wonderful. Should we jump right into it? We shall jump right in. You be the question master. Right. I'll keep the floor again. Are, you, are we going to do this against each other? Yeah. Lovely. All right. How well do you remember the stories and the people of the news this year? Um, so we are doing part four which is just the end of 2020. So in October, the World Health Organization estimated 10% of the global population had contracted coronavirus. Among them was US President Donald Trump who received hospital treatment. But what did he say on returning to the White House? Ooh. So the oh, three I, I think it's the third one. So it's I'm fitter than a butcher's dog. I'm not going to be brought down by a little flu or now I'm better, maybe I'm immune. The last one sounds like something he would say. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Butcher's dog doesn't give me American... No, but no. I want to say, because didn't he compare it to a little flu or something? Or didn't somebody? They were very on that trend, weren't they? But I also sort of think, after having gone to hospital with it, saying it's a little flu maybe is undermining. Oh, true, true. I'm trying to imagine it's... Uh, in his voice, although his hospital room is beautiful. Did you see pictures of no, it? No, I didn't. In his like presidential hospital that's near the White like House. In the, in, the, in the White House or where, where you went to? It's like a separate hospital, but he gets like a presidential suite and it has like a dining room, a study. It's like a house in a hospital, basically. Um, let's go for number three. Now I'm better, maybe I'm immune. That's what I think, but that's, yes. Ah, there we go. Um, Anything interesting in here? Oh, so it was his Brazilian counterpart that brushed it off as a little uh, fool. The Brazilian Trump. And the butcher's dog quote was Boris Johnson. It didn't give me yeah. any vibes. Wow. Um, there you go. Question number two. Emmanuel Charpentier. I know I made that French for no reason. Like and that. Jennifer Doudna became the two women to share the Nobel Prize in chemistry for developing the tools to edit the genetic code DNA. But which UN body were, was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize? Oh, I think 
Oh, actually, maybe I'm wrong, but I think somebody, I don't know if this was a question on University Challenge or something, right. but I think it was a Lego question. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the World Food Programme, but that might be really, I, really yeah. wrong. So I, that's sort of what I was thinking as well, but I didn't really have any... Oh, no, maybe food. it's WHO. Well, I feel like WHO would be... I mean, if it, if it was going to win it any year, it would be this year, but it feels like, a, like an obvious... A bit answer. too obvious. You know what I mean? Like... I don't think unicef let's go for the world food program or do you want to plump for a different one i'll go for the world food program too it was a world yeah food program. i knew it knew yeah, it knew it knew that's it. a good winner what did they do uh the agency which said it had delivered food aid to close to 100 million people in 88 countries last year was selected from 107 organizations and 211 11 individual nominate individuals nominated yeah. um just yeah very good Nice. Uh, question three. Uh, ocean researchers studying an area off Australia's northeastern coast discovered something they said was taller than New York's Empire State Building. But what was it? Um, I don't know what continental shelf is. Uh, a continent is... No, this is going to be really wrong because um, <laughs> I haven't done geography since I was in year nine. Is a continental shelf where the <laughs> the edge of the continent is in the sea. I mean, it definitely could be. Or like where the tectonic plates are in the sea. I don't know. Um, I, for some reason, I don't want it to be a coral reef. It's. I don't Even think they do a... have the Great Barrier Reef. It just feels like a one you'd expect it to be. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was a big volcano. Could be a big volcano. I That's mean, what... if it. If it was an underwater volcano. I feel like a volcano would be taller than the, the Empire State Building anyway. Yeah. That well, it depends on the volcano. Like... I did, I covered a geography lesson once. It turns if it's a conical volcano or a shield volcano. Oh, very exciting. No, <laughs> I do know something. Uh, should we go island volcano? Should we do, do it? Yeah. Sure. Oh, it was a coral oh, reef. Oh, you led us down the garden path there. It is. Um, can you not hear the drilling? I, I can hear that now. <laughs> I must apologise, but my neighbours have decided that the new year is the time for home renovation, so I've been sat with drilling for seven hours. And he asked me so politely before we started recording whether or not I could hear it, and I assured him it was absolutely fine, I couldn't hear a thing, and now I'm just like, oh yeah, no, I can. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit bad, isn't it? Oh, it's fine. Oh, I think that might have solved it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise. If anybody's looking for some easy listening, this is this is not where you're going to find it. You kind of come out of this with a headache. The music world paid tribute to Eddie Van Halen, who died at the age of 65. He's widely held to be one of the rock's greatest, rock music's greatest guitarists. But which instrument did he play as a child? Clarinet, piano, or saxophone? Clarinet is instinctively like the one you'd least expect of those. I played the clarinet when I was a kid. And clarinet is an instrument that somehow more to me than saxophone is an instrument that kids would play. And also it might be, oh no, actually, uh, all of them would help with like finger oh, flexibility. for sure. I don't oh. play musical instruments. Um, I failed grade one clarinet. Um, <laughs> I would probably say because a lot of guitarists don't they start off on piano and then translate it across yeah. the guitar. Yeah, so do you want to go for piano? Yeah. 
I'm going to go for clarinet just because I think it's the weird one in there. But okay. I'll go for one of you. It was piano. Yeah. I'm in the lead. Rise winning. Um, anything interesting in here? He then switched to drums and then guitar. Oh, very cool. Man, many instruments. I wish I could play instruments. I, I can't play any. <laughs> um, it was a busy period at auction houses as the world's wealthiest spent their savings from lockdown. Rapper Logic blew $226,000 on a rare Pokemon card, uh, but which real creature named New Kim sold for 1.6 million euros? Which real creature? A racing pigeon, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, or a working sheepdog? Oh, did he buy the bones of a dinosaur? Can you do no, that? So he didn't. This isn't about him. He uh spend oh, pounds on a charizard pokemon card oh i and got someone it someone else randomly it was just a bit of context in the question spent same um pounds on some on an on an animal new kim sold for 1.6 million i mean i would say it's a tyrannosaurus rex because i can't see a racing pigeon or a working sheep dog is there that a much money. is there a is there a uh, working sheep dog or a racing pigeon that was ever called kim was it an old kim I don't know, but well, new could Kim be a name of a sheepdog. Because no, but I think don't they? They give both. They give bones like fossils names when they're on display, don't they? Like in like the museum, the dinosaur Rex is called Rexy. Um, <laughs> I can't see a racing pigeon or a working sheepdog going for because like why would they be worth one point six million? Well, I don't know. I think we'll find out when we find, when we say it. You're gonna go for T Rex. I, I am gonna punt for sheepdog. Okay. It was a racing pigeon. <laughs> it's a racing pigeon. All right, I'll tell you why. It was a racing pigeon, or at least a retired one. The two-year-old female was initially put up for auction for 200 euros in November, but a bidding war ended in a buyer from China understood to want the bird for breeding. Um, oh, I see. Meanwhile, Border Collie Megan from Northumberland became the world's most ex expensive sheepdog. Went for £18,000. Quite a big difference. Wow. And then a near complete T-Rex specimen went for 24 million pounds. Oh, too fat. That makes more sense as a price range, doesn't it? For yeah, but you were going, you were, your logic was it's not a whole thing. It was just like a bone. Oh, no, that wasn't my logic. I assumed you, not, you thought you were going to get <laughs> the, whole, the, the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Uh, question oh, six. Oh, dear sports. <laughs> New Zealand inflicted a record 43 to 5 defeat on Australia to secure Rugby Union's Bledisloe Cup for the 18th straight year. But the All Blacks crashed to earth with defeat to the Wallabies a week later, followed by a historic first loss to which nation? Oh, I think this is just a guess and I don't know if it's like my subconscious telling me that I know this or if this is just a guess from what's there there's either Argentina Japan or Zimbabwe and I think I, it was, I thought you were saying it's either the, any of it's, those it's like the that. three options that they've yeah, given I me it's one of these um, I think it was Japan that really speaks to me but I don't know if that's correct I'm a, I'm happy with that I have absolutely nothing else to add <laughs> let's go for it it was uh, Argentina. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, I don't know much about it. None of that means anything to me. <laughs> um, Joe Biden. Yes. 
was eventually declared winner of the US election uh, after projected results in the closest four states took days to emerge. The victory in which state saw him over the line with 270 electoral college votes needed to become president? You know about US politics, so uh, don't judge me the answer, but was it Pennsylvania? Yeah, I think it was Pennsylvania. Was I think Georgia like came Georgia came after, um, but... It depends who called it, though, wasn't it? Because didn't different... Because AP called states before BBC News called states. BBC was, yeah, and this would be the BBC account, I assume, but... Um, oh, but I wasn't following you because there was a couple that were like refusing to call Arizona and Nevada for so long. But then like some of the ones yeah. I've, I've been watching had called it like a days before, um, mm. which was a bit stressful. I, I think it's Pennsylvania. It was Pennsylvania. Yay. Uh, it was Pennsylvania called in the Democratic challenges favor on the 7th of November, four days after the polls closed. Um, Seven million more votes nationwide than Donald Trump. But the race came down to a few battleground states. He won Pennsylvania by more than 80,000 votes. Um, and Trump's campaign to invalidate millions of mail-in votes were dismissed as without merit. Mm. That was a good election. Not as it, I mean, it was quite harrowing, but it was, um, <laughs> it was an interesting election. Definitely to interesting to watch. And I feel like just really like, so many people that hadn't um, watched you know, U.S. elections before, I feel like, were watching this one. Really, really but like my dad bringing was in a lot of people. U.S. politics by the end of the week, and I really had no idea what had happened. Everybody's like chatting about the electoral college. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, lexicographers noted how the coronavirus pandemic had transformed the use of English this year. But which of the following was declared Word of the Year by Collins Dictionary? Uh, furlough lockdown or unprecedented I think it's unprecedented because the amount of emails <laughs> I got although I think it might be furlough because I'd never actually heard the word furlough you know, before I my mum was telling me something in this field saying that they'd like either added like loads of words or there were normally there's like one word and there were 30 words of the year this year or something like there was well, there's normally like one or two there there was a huge number because there's all this vocab about coronavirus that was never really like common knowledge yeah well it was interesting because it was a word most people didn't really know at all it comes from like the prison system doesn't it but um does it i it's, it's about yeah. it, it, it is weird it is weird how kind of words like furlough which literally nobody would have been able to use in a sentence a year ago like if somebody had told me i'm on furlough well, not maybe, no, a year ago, because coronavirus hadn't happened a year ago. It's been a long year. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, no, it had happened a year ago, actually. Because it, it had just been... Well, yeah, yeah it hadn't so reached not really identified. If someone had said the word furlough to me a year ago, it would have been like, what are you talking about? That's not what I heard. Um, but now it's just part of our everyday kind of vernacular, isn't it? Well, I think, like, if you think how often, just in everyday vernacular, as you're saying, we say now, like, lockdown. Whereas... Yeah. Or lockdown, to me, the only time I'd ever use it would be, like, Throwing back to when I went to school in America, and we do lockdown drills for like gun, like gun violence and oh, shooters. Wow. Like that's the only time it ever meant anything. Yeah, and that's like very dark. But, but they, they've um, all become kind of part and parcel of our everyday speak there because they like I start emails now about I hope you're I hope you're feeling well in these unprecedented yeah. times. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go for furlough. You're gonna go for furlough. I'm yeah. gonna go for lockdown, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's all three of them. No. Um, I'll go for one. 
you know, it was locked down. Ah, well um, done. That's good. So these were all on a 10 strong shortlist, along with coronavirus, key workers, self-isolate and social distancing, Black Lives Matter and Megxit. Um, <laughs> oh, the Sussexes. Yeah. Goodness, ticked on. Uh, unprecedented was um, how Oxford Dictionaries described a year in which it opted to select several words instead of the usual one. So I think that's probably what my mom was talking about. I see. Um, that's clever. There you go. Uh, so I think that's the point back for me. I think we're back to even. We, just... we're, we're for all. There we go. Thanks. I'm still going to be you. sure. <laughs> um, as much as 90% of the ill health associated with cholesterol-lowering drugs, statins derived not from the medicine, but from people believing it would make them sick, a study suggested. I read that with all sort of wrong intonations. <laughs> but as... What is this phenom phenomenon known as? Nocebo? I like nocebo. The malcebo, the nocebo, the reverse placebo. Uh, I, well, mal is French for bad or Ill, what, ill? Ill? Or like feeling bad. Because mm. like malady. Yeah, and we use it as a, like a preface like malpractice and stuff like that oh like maltreatment malpractice yeah. a bit of law there um i'm gonna go for the malceba effect because i like the way it sounds you're gonna go for nocebo oh point to jemima that's upsetting oh gosh from the latin it roughly translates as i will harm oh, the opposite of the placebo effect in which the brain is said to convince the body a treatment with no proven medical effect will be beneficial and so stimulate healing. Um, that's very interesting. I find placebo so interesting. I like I, just feel I like really do. Like so the, how, how the powerful the brain and our mind is in kind yeah. of just tricking us into oh it's it's so interesting. I love it. No, I love medical. Kind of, yeah, and obviously it's been talked about quite a lot recently because of the vaccine and stuff. And I just, I really could like get into a whole like loophole reading about it. It's, uh, it's really cool. Down the vaccine rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. Um, spacecraft. Do you know anything about space? Uh, <laughs> Japan's Hayabusa to spacecraft returned to Earth carrying black chunks of rock grabbed from an asteroid in 2019. What was the asteroid called? Not a clue. What, what I honestly know? have no idea about space. I didn't even know this happened. No, I don't know. I don't recognize any of these names for asteroids. Um, I'm going for uh, Bennu. Very nice. I will follow your lead on that. Nope. <laughs> ah, for you, go. Okay. Reached. Bennu was the there. name of an asteroid tagged by US Space Agency. Oh. Um, and 1998 or two is a mile-wide asteroid that safely uh, passed close to Earth. That's something that freaks me out, you know. It was you know, 3.9 million miles away. Whenever the news says, like, there's going to be an asteroid passing by Earth this week, it stresses me out because how do they know it's not going to, like, drift? Yeah. Um... <laughs> It, it is stressful, but also <laughs> I just trust that it won't, or they'll explode it. Um, Fair. 
right oh this album was really good album you didn't listen to it or you didn't didn't rate it i'm i yeah no i didn't i really failed to get into like the hypes over lockdown i really liked it actually anyway um made it into spotify's most streamed albums of 2020 as people sought out upbeat pop to lift the lockdown blues but who was the music streaming service's most played artist worldwide oh i know this because it was a bit of a it was Bad Bunny, which I yeah. thought was a bit of a left field choice. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected it either. Um, but it was Bad Bunny. The weekend was up there with some like. Oh, uh, the light things. song, because he was a TikTok. Yeah. Thing um, for a because bit. I read a, a lot of anger about him being snubbed at Grammy nominations. Um, yeah, the Grammys this year were just the least said, the better. <laughs> honest. But are we good with Bad Bunny for that? Yeah. Correct. Um, Puerto Rican rapper and singer's second album notched up 3.3 billion streams worldwide and his music was streamed 8.3 billion times overall by Spotify's 320 million users. That's very impressive. Despite that, he did not feature in the UK's top 10 most streamed artists. That's probably why we were a bit surprised by it, Um, Um, which was topped by Drake. The most streamed song both in the UK and worldwide was Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. There you go. I still have Um, that stuck in my head. It's going to be stuck in my head forever. (laughs) Here we go. Um, the year ended on an upbeat note as the first country started rolling out the coronavirus vaccines. In the UK, Margaret Keenan, 90, became the first person to receive a jab outside of a trial. But on what date should she become immune? This was Max. Um, so you have to wait two weeks, or is it three weeks until the second dose? If you do one dose, then wait for a bit and then do one dose and then just yeah. wait for a bit before it becomes effective. Mm-hmm. And when did she get her vaccine? Like the start of December. I would say six weeks. So fifth of January. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to go down the middle as well. Yeah, we go. Yeah. Well done. Off. So you 20, 21 days, and then full immunity is a week after that. So it's four weeks. Oh, nice. Um. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. It's just nice news. It makes it makes me really happy. It is. To be fair, they when she was on the news having it done live, it was the cutest. In her Christmas thing jumper. Ever. Yeah, she looked so happy. Yeah. And to be fair, we need the ninety as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, amazing. Yeah, and our final question. I have a bit of a voice break. Uh, <laughs> New Year celebrations to see out 2020 will feel very different to the norm for most. New York's traditional Times Square event is among those going ahead without an audience, but which singer will headline? I don't know. This I know happened. I watched Alicia Keys on BBC for my New Year's. Apparently that was quite disappointing. Yeah, I, I love Alicia Keys, so <laughs> it oh, was sorry. great for me. I was very happy. Well, my New Year's, get this, was... I was on a Zoom with my parents and my godparents and we were playing, we forgot like the time. Uh, so we saw in the new year, we were playing- Quite important game. piece of new years, yeah. I know, we were playing a game called Guess the Tune, but my dad was playing the songs on the recorder. I did that um, on Christmas and we had a kazoo. It was a whole thing. That's very good. Um, mm. So I saw in the new year listening to the EastEnders theme tune being played by my dad on a recorder. <laughs> Um, so that was fun. Um, I think because she's had a bit of a resurgence this year, because she went to number one with... Just number one 
yeah. call them on Christmas. I think it's, I don't think it's Gloria Gaynor. Don't no, think I was thinking it might be J-Lo, but it also definitely could be Mariah Carey. I mean, J-Lo does feel quite Times Square-y, but I do think it's... So does Mariah Carey. It's Mariah, like if it's, she's, she's yeah. the December queen, right? Exactly. Should we go for Mariah? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> no the, one we, the one we swore off oh but I Will Survive is such a good song oh, I hate it when people do songs like this I mean I Will Survive in the year of a pandemic just is feels a bit. so <laughs> on the nose I yeah. really don't like it oh, but no I, I'm, I'm really with you on that and I can't I can't really explain why but it's just not it just, it just doesn't feel appropriate. Yeah. I mean, it's a great song, and I'm sure she performs it very well, but it just, yeah. yeah not necessarily. <laughs> All right, well, that's us. We got six. Um, um, we got six. I got five. So Jemima's the win- winner. Um, both of us are in this uh, the sorrow that you know category. Uh, starting off 2021 really, really well. <laughs> Um, well, that's it from us. That's it and from us. The last of our 12 Days of QRT podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And Thank you. if you have made it through some of the chats we've had, well done. You deserve an award in yourself. Um, and we are so excited to see 2021 in with you. And hopefully, we'll be continuing these podcasts further into the year. Do keep your eyes peeled uh, tomorrow for the special video release of Mine and Survivor's Christmas Bake Off, um, where we attempt the quiz uh, and to bake some festive goods. Um, So yeah, thank you so much and we'll see you soon. Bye.